Hey guys, I'm Jordan Fromer. I believe in hunting hard, hunting smart, and having a fun time while doing it. And shooting limits? Well, that's just the icing on the cake. I revel in the journey just as much as the successes it brings. From ducks to dogs to decoys and guns, we'll be talking tactics, strategies, and what it takes to get the job done. Load up and take aim. This is the Duck Gun Podcast. What's going on, folks? Thanks for joining me on another episode of the Duck Gun Podcast. I'm Jordan from Duck Gun Chronicles. Got my gray-bearded co-host alongside me, per usual. How you doing tonight, Elliot? I'm doing pretty good, man. I, I just listened to the podcast, from, well, this morning, or I think it was yesterday, that you and Matt did last week, and I was gone. I thought, you guys did an awesome job with that. Awesome. Yeah. It's a good one. No, it, was a, it was a good one. I, yeah. I think it went pretty smooth, too, and... Um, you know, kudos to Matt. I think we said it in the podcast, but uh, big shoes to fill, and uh, you know he hopped on on in there and up the bat and did a good job. So appreciate him joining us. This is like the month June for me is the month without internet. It's unbelievable because first my uh, internet service provider they had some issues and they couldn't. My equipment had some issues, and it took them like a three full weeks to get me new equipment. And then after that, I get it back for about a week. And part of that time I was gone on a trip and everything. I get it back. And then now the AT&T cell, cell tower goes down. And I actually, in the country here, I have AT&T phones. And then my internet is also AT&T. And the, the tower goes down. And so now I've got no phone or internet for like three days straight. And, ah, man, I was pulling my hair out, I'll tell you. Yeah. No, I, I could tell. Um, I, I began, and like you said, I, I kind of knew all that information cause you'd go into town and, um, give me a, a call or something like that. And, um, we kind of hash out what we're going to do. And so I had no idea, you know, once you'd go home though, what we were going to do. And you eventually got it that weekend, you got it back. Um, but I just went ahead and grabbed, grabbed Matt on for, uh, an episode, you know, not knowing when you'd come back that way we could, we, uh, we could knock out our, our weekly, weekly episode, but yeah, for sure. It has to be a... <laughs> Um, pretty inconvenient to have no cell phone and no internet. Yeah. Well, for me, it actually, it wasn't near as bad for me as it was for my wife, because I've got so much right now, what I'm working on, um, with my editing is I'm going through and I'm making a highlights of early season from last year. And then a highlight video of mid season and a highlight video of late season. I'm also working on the new intro, which I'm bringing back the original FDH song into so I had plenty to do. I was actually way more productive, honestly. I was way more productive during that time because I couldn't get distracted by phone calls or jumping online or Instagram or, you know, being pissed off at idiots on Facebook. Um, so I was extremely productive. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think that our whole nation could use some time without um, internet altogether just because <laughs> I'm sure everybody would be more productive that way. It's, it's unbelievable that it's the stuff that's going on right now is just, it's like a twilight zone. It's like the twilight zone. Hey, yeah. guess what? All these people are going to start tearing everything down and, and the mayors of the seas are just going to kind of let them just kind of let them do it. Tell the, you know, and we're going to defund the police and just kind of, you know, let them run in and steal stuff, let them burn stuff down, let them whatever. And we're just going to sit and watch if that's not the twilight zone. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, it's very, it's very confusing for sure. I don't understand. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, uh, yeah, 
It's a weird time to be alive. People said that, but I've never felt like it actually met as much as it does now. Yeah. Yeah. Now the COVID's spiking back up again, apparently, or you talk to one guy and it's not, and you talk to another guy, it is. And every, everyone apparently on Facebook has the corner of knowledge about COVID because you get on there and everyone just apparently has all this inside truth that they need to share to everyone else because they know. And it's like, I don't know. Is it spiking? Is it not? I mean, you can, all the numbers say this. No, all the numbers say that. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, we, just let me duck hunt. Can I please just duck hunt? Please. <laughs> let me duck hunt. Down, can we please duck hunt? <laughs> I feel like anything we talk about though, in this COVID stuff, if you have an opinion, it's like you can get in hot water quick, no matter what you say one way or the other. So it's like, yeah, it's just, I, I guess my thought and, and this is the, the only part I'll go into it. Um, a little bit, but it's like, if it's not safe for us to go outside with, you know, or be in buildings with less than 10 people, but nobody cares about giant groups of people getting together. It's just, it doesn't add up for me on that. So it's like, why is one okay, but not the other, you know, why can't like, why are people getting arrested for going, you know, during the first spike, you go and get arrested for going to the park by yourself outside, but then it's okay to have, um, you know, huge gatherings for riots and funerals, uh, for, you know, like if it's unsafe, it's unsafe. You know, I don't think that it should be politically driven. And unfortunately this whole thing has just become unbelievably politicized. That is for sure. I I agree with, I agree with everything you're saying. I was, <clears throat> I think Joe Rogan was talking about it. Um, I don't watch tons of his stuff, but I watch clips and he's like the first mayor that stands up and like decides to really take a hardline stance against this crap and put an end to it is going to be like a folk hero. I mean, there's millions and millions of people that are just like, get in there and deal with this crap, you know, but peaceful, peaceful protests are fine, but, and I'm sure there are lots of peaceful protests, but there's a, Obviously, also lots of non-peaceful protests, you know, with parts of cities being taken over and burning buildings being burned. The first mayor that gets in and like takes a actual hardline stance against it, he's going to be a hero to millions. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, any other updates before we uh, kind of get to the nitty gritty? Well, I'm working Georgie on over now. So did you see the Georgie vlog video I put out? I did. I really enjoyed that video and I got tons of great input from viewers on that. She's, she's looking very good. I'll say that she's looking stellar. You can definitely tell you put your work in. I will say, um, the one thing I know from my own experience, man, she wants, she wants to go fast. Like she wants to Mm go, um, and off the line, you know, I wonder uh, if you're going to have issues in season with her trying to break. Probably, probably will. But she was and, and that's why Chris had made sure that I had um, trained her up to those higher levels on the shot collar, you know, because um, at least as of right now, when she really gets into it, I can stop her with a six and a seven. And I've had to do that a couple of times already. So, but you know, like Chris said, when we had him on, she's got a whole different gear that I've never seen. So, yeah. um, 
Yeah. I, I'll be there and ready for it. I'm sure that when she sees birds, it's going to be, it's, I'm excited to, to, to find out what happens, but you know, a dog's first year is they've got some bumps and she's oh, going to yeah. have it and, and I'm going to show it and I'm going to keep grinding and, and working. So I'm, I'm sure that there's going to be some times in which that she tries to break early and I'm, but then that's why I'm not going to have my gun up those for that first hunt and, and how many hunts I need to. That's why I'm going to be right there. Um, it's, I think I'm going to try to have actually the, the GoPro facing me and her on at least the first couple of hunts. Cause oh, yeah. I, I'm going to focus on documenting what she's doing. And, and, and so, yeah, I think you're right. I think I will have some issues with her well, right I mean, now. She's rock solid right there but. with her and you're holding her. All I'm saying is mm-hmm. you can just see she has tons of drive and she wants to go for those bumpers. You can see her yeah. lifting her butt and getting ready. And mm-hmm. you know, it's going to be a whole nother ball game. Like I said, another gear when after, after she gets those first birds in her mouth and realizes what's out there, <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be cool to see. So, um, yeah, yeah, I'm sure you'll yep. be able to handle it and nip it in the butt. Um, but I guess all I'm, I'm, I'm saying is, you know, she's definitely got some fire. Yeah, she definitely has some fire. Uh, but you know, with that, Chris Jobman, uh, accounts with him and Freddie King system, it's, it's teaching dogs to turn that on and off from the time that they're a puppy. So hopefully I've done a good enough job that it'll be fairly easy to get that under control. Um, is the goal, but she's a lot of dog. That's no doubt about that. She's a lot of dog. Awesome. All right, let's go ahead and give a quick word to our partners and we'll jump right on into it. So I'll let you, uh, I'll let you take lead Elliot. All right. Um, I want to tell you guys about, um, HTR innovations. You've heard us talk about them a lot. Um, they've got great, American-made waterfowl products from the A-frame to the quack pack to the layout pad and the gun stand. And I'm not sure whether this is actually public or not, but there's a new layout pad coming out. Um, and I'm super excited about getting my hands on one of those and getting it in my blind. If you're looking for any of those products, you know, if you don't have an A-frame or in the quack pack's actually a combination um, decoy bag and layout pad, so um, all those products just phenomenal. Product code is Duck Space Gun, and that'll get you 10% off and free shipping. HTRinnovations.com. Go and check out, um, take a look at their line of equipment. Awesome. Um, also, like to give a big thanks out to our partners over at Gunner Kennels. Uh, Gunner Kennels, they make an American made dog kennel. It goes right in the back of your truck. Uh, it's got little ports to, to hook in your, your straps and strap it right down to the bed of your truck. And it's built like a tank. It is double wall roto molded. Um, and that's their patent on that. Um, you'll see competitors that have, um, roto molded kennels, but they're not double wall. Um, they're not up to the same standard. Uh, Gunner Kennels has a five star crash test rated. And, uh, you know, uh, definitely if you're looking into them, look up the, um, testimonials, on people who've had accidents, um, it's just crazy to see what type of damage the vehicles have gone through and the kennels have survived, and as, as well as the the dog in there. Um, and like like we always say, you know, with our dogs, and you know, Elliot knows firsthand, especially this year, the amount of time and work we put into them, and we love them um, as pets as well. But they're definitely an investment of time and money um, for these high end hunting dogs, and you definitely want to do you know, have your insurance plan with them. And, and 
a gunner kennel is a perfect way to do that, getting your dog from point A to point B, all the hunts, all season long. So use code DUCKGUN10 at checkout, and you'll get 10% off. If you are looking for decoys, clothing, waders, pretty much anything that you can think of that you want for waterfowl hunting, you can check out Bandit, Avery, and GHG. Go to Bandit.com, and you can access all of those websites. I know particularly, Jordan and I were actually talking today, and I really want to get my hands on the floating gun case and also a pair of muck boots. So about once a week, I go on and just kind of look at that site and daydream and Every now and then I hit the buy button. <laughs> and so go check out their gear and it's really high quality stuff and, and you'll be thrilled with it. Awesome. All right. Also, guys, if you want to support me and Elliot personally, um, we've both come out with runs of hats here recently. Um, I've got the the duck gun leather patch hats, a special edition run I've done. Um, and every one of those comes with an oak nut oak nuts uh decal that that reads duck gun has a a little pair of acorns on the side and we know how to scratch out a limit so those come complimentary i got just enough for each hat we're sending out and then elliot for the first time in like four years even though he's had people knocking down beating down the doors trying to get at hats he's got to run a hats um out with the um nostalgic fdh logo on there um, and they're on Richardson 112 hats. That's the same as mine, but the trucker hat style that everybody's asking for. Uh, so definitely check those out. You can get either one of our hats, anyone actually on the flyway over at theflyways.com. So if you want to support me and Elliot personally, um, that's the best way to do it. Isn't it the flyways collective.com or is it What'd just the flyway? I just said the flyways.com. Oh, sorry. The flyways collective.com. So com. flyways with an S. Yeah, that's the first time I've had hats, and you're right. Probably three, yeah, probably four years. I, I had hats for a while, and then I just was tired of messing with it. And and these hats are much cooler than the first ones I had, so I'm pumped about them. Awesome. All right, let's go ahead and jump right into the podcast. So uh, today's topic for the podcast is going to be um, <laughs> how to keep your girl happy during hunting season. So... Um, for those of you without girls, uh, you can take notes for uh, future endeavors that you might have. Um, but yeah, so I think that's <laughs> the best way to intro it. Yeah, right. I, yeah, I'll tell you, this is a topic that we're going to have a lot of fun with today. Yeah. But this is a very, very serious topic. Every every relationship, for those of you that are young, if you're married, you know this. If if you're young and you really haven't gotten a serious relationship, this might be news to you. But every relationship um, kind of works out its own rules and its own standards, like who who does the dishes, who does the cooking, who does this, who does that. And, and within – a hunting life and fishing and hunting, you kind of build up expectations for how much fishing and hunting um, does my husband do? How much, whatever my girlfriend's passion, does she go out and do? And it's it's each relationship forms its own set of rules and standards. So you, if you love duck hunting and you love fish, especially duck hunting as much as we do, you want to make sure that you've got the green light to go out and, and chase your passion and, and do it as much as you know, you want to. So there's certain things that you can do to establish those 
expectations with your girlfriend or wife from the very beginning, and also just ways that, that some, some tips that you can keep your girl happy and so that you have a flourishing relationship and no resentment about duck hunting because you do not want a girl or wife that isn't duck hunting. Trust me. Yeah, definitely agree on all of that. Um, <laughs> and I think to start off, we got to say that, um, I mean, Ellie and I really hit the marshes hard. We might even be considered an anomaly for how much we hunt compared to, I think, normal people. Um, so right off the bat, I just got to say that um, – you know <laughs> how awesome my wife is for being okay with that and being supportive of of that i should even say me I, too absolutely yeah, absolutely I, say, I would venture to say you could say the same elliot but yeah it it takes a very special woman to put up with as much as we not only do it but talk about it and now podcasting and everything that goes with it too right yeah yeah all right, so I guess let's go ahead and jump right into the first one. So um, first tip I got is, uh, honestly, this is just relationship advice in general. And I will say that as <laughs> when I started out in a relationship, um, it's almost like you almost expect people to be exactly like you, and that's just not the case. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> and so... There's somebody that's way smarter than me, and they wrote a book, and you hear people talk about it all the time, but it's the five languages of love, and Elliot's probably a master of all five, if I'm not mistaken, but <laughs> <laughs> um, but if you don't know what the, the um, languages of love are, I'm going to go ahead and list them off for you. Words of affection, quality time, receiving gifts, acts of service, and physical touch. So those are the five languages of love. And, you know, the key is to learn which one your girl is or which which ones that she is. You know, if, if yours is physical touch and hers is something different and you get home from your hunt and drop your your strap of limit and said, let's get it on. Like, it's not going to it's not going <laughs> to work well for you. As a <laughs> so it's learn, you know, learn what makes them happy in the relationship um, and then once you get after the, the hunt, you can hit on that thing and make sure that they're, um, you know, getting what they need. Yeah. Uh, that I'm going to add to that. Um, as men, as human beings, men and women, we often, what we really try to do is give the kind of love to our other that we want back. So if, if quality time spent is my love language, then when I focus if I'm not paying attention, that's what I'm going to assume that my wife wants as well. And Jordan's absolutely right. You need to learn your mates or your girlfriend's love language and be thinking, okay, maybe maybe time spent is not their love language. Maybe I need to, to show them love in the way that they feel best about it. And the more you feed into that, the happier they're going to be, the happier they are, the more they're going to let you go hunt. Right, Jordan? Oh, yeah, for sure. And I'll say, I mean, I definitely – I think neglected that and, uh, to start out with. I, I, it's just something that I didn't realize that, like I said, you, you kind of think everything's going to be the same as what you kind of, your language is a love, but you need to figure out what theirs are and then give those attention. So that'll definitely pay, you know, big time brownie points uh, <laughs> when you can get that in stride. Yeah. And in, in long relationships, you need to be intentional 
about what you're doing. You need to be thinking it through and be very intentional about it. And, and that that's what Jordan is saying with it, you know, learn it and do it. So um, this tip I have is not near as um, it's a little more functional than Jordan's. Jordan's is just like, you know, that was a very good relationship. This one is a strategy, I will call it. So when you're going to go duck hunting, typically speaking, your girlfriend or wife is going to want to know when you're going to be home. Um, if you think you're going to be home at 12, you tell her two or three o'clock, always add two or three hours on to when you think you're going to be home from a hunt. That way, uh, if, if you're late or if the birds are flying, you don't run into that problem. And if you come home when you think you're going to be home, then you're home early and she's even happier. So typically say, you know, oh man, I'm thinking I'm going to hunt about 12. When are you going to be home, sweetie? Mm, two or three, probably I'd say about two or three. That That's an excellent way just to buffer in that extra time to keep your girl happy. You could just, uh, on every hunt, just say, ah, it's probably going to be an all day hunt. Yeah. Well, I, I, see, my wife does not like, okay. She is, she will put up with all day hunts. Um, but if, if, if weekend after weekend, after weekend, after weekend becomes an all day hunt, that does kind of wear on her a little bit. So I'm better off saying, oh, you know, I'm not sure this might be a long one. I'm if I, that terminology for me is much better than although the terminology of all day. Yeah. So it's just kind of how you phrase it sometimes. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure that, uh, that, uh, she is probably just as fond of, um, a first light limit as you are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember the la the hunt that you and I went on where we were on that ISIL. I think it was that hunt or no, no, it wasn't that it was the goose hunt. The last goose hunt of the season where, um, cause she kind of starts getting worn out, especially in goose season in February, my wife gets a little worn down and I did not think I'd be out all day. I didn't even put this video on this video was a Patreon only. Um, I don't know if I sent it to you or not. We goose hunting over this ice hole. I really thought I'd be home about noon, but then I was talking to golden boy on the phone about 10 AM. He's three hours away. He can't find anything to do. And I'm like, well, come on, man, I'll wait for you. Come on over. So he drove starting at like nine 33 hours just to get to this ice hole. He didn't show up till like 1230. So at this point it's like, well, I'm in for the long haul. Right. And, um, I was so paranoid that, that, uh, my wife was going to be upset about me rolling in. Cause I didn't roll until like six that night. I was so paranoid that she was going to be annoyed about it. And I, and I got home and she was just completely, Oh, I don't care. It's fine. Nope. No big deal. And, but I really thought she was going to be pissed off on that one. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, next one is to make sure and I think this kind of coincides with another one you got as well on your list, but uh, make sure you're, you're spending quality time, uh, you know, especially on the day, the day of the hunt um, and the, you know, just the time surrounding hunting season. Still make sure you're spending uh, quality time with, with her and um, the family, you know. Um, I think we can kind of combine it with the other one you're saying. But, you know, when you get after the hunt, you don't want to be super tired. I mean, it, you might be a little bit – if you can't really help, you know, if you got up at three, um, but just do your best you can to, to make sure that that's just not your normal state through the season. Just too tired to do anything. Yeah. Every single weekend, your girl's going to expect, well, my whole route, my whole weekend's ruined now because you get home and you're grouchy and you're tired. And, and that's, that's where resentment starts, starts to build in. And my, my next one is 
I'll state it a little bit, a little bit more clearly. Don't ruin your girl's evening. If you've got to pretend you're not tired, pretend you're not tired. You know, I mean, I don't care how early you get up. If you get home and your girlfriend's like, oh, you know what? Um, so-and-so and her husband, they would love to go out with us tonight. You want to go have dinner? The answer is yes, you go and pretend you're not tired, man. Fake it if you need to, but don't, you don't want your morning hunt in your girl's mind to be the death of the entire day. So just suck it up, man. Suck it up. Don't bitch about being tired and just fake it and, and move on. Get some Red Bull, some five hour energy. Make it happen. Now my, like, that just goes back to the languages of love. And I think all of these do. You got to know what they, they want. And if they want that quality time to go do something with some friends or, you know, um, if getting your kid involved is part of the quality time, you know, that's something that I kind of kind of do. My, I'm, I think that my wife kind of enjoys seeing, uh, you know, father-daughter time and taking my kid with me out there to clean the ducks with me and uh, just making them involved in, in the whole process and not making hunting just about you. Um, and, and, you know, you can do what you can and, and maybe you can't do everything. Um, but it, it just kind of goes all back to that as well. Well said. Absolutely. Okay. So next one I got is off season. Um, you know, Elliot, I know you got a, you got a name for this and I've kind of copied you a little bit. Um, <laughs> I've said it at least a few times. Um, but you know, do you want to go ahead and say what you call off season? I call off season the season of Beth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I've said that a couple of times to Heather, the season of Heather, um, which I think that's a great one. So, uh, but the kind of, the kind of the, the strategy behind that one or the thought behind that one um, is that you need to make sure uh, that you're, you know, gaining your brownie points. Um, you can't just be a bum all season. I have a long list of, uh, honey do list projects um, that I'm trying to knock out during the off season because I know that during season I'm not going to be able to get to them as well. Um, and so, you know, it's just all about getting the things done that they want. You know, my, my wife wants like lights in the laundry room. So it's like something you got to buckle down and make sure you get done in the off season. That way they're not like, oh, great. Now I got to wait five months till after season for these things. So it's just, you know, make sure you get as many projects done. Um, like you said, be, be, um, oh, I can't remember the words you said, but, um, be proactive about it, you know, for family time, planning family events, um, you know, making sure you, you spend that quality time while you got more time to, to, um, kind of put wherever you need. Um, and then encourage her to do the things that she wants during, during off season as well. Uh, you know, so that, that's pretty much the the main thought behind kind of that's, you know, more of, you know, put, put them number one. Um, not that you're not doing that during season, but (laughs) when you're going out on a hunt on Saturday, it's like, Hey, well, uh, like what's this, what would you like to do this Saturday when it's off season? So that's, that's my thought on that. And you want to be building, now some of this sounds manipulative, and so I'm going to address that in a moment, but you want to be building connections in your wife's mind with some of these things. So a lot of the way that you phrase things makes a difference. So those of you with kids, imagine this, you go up to your wife and you say, you know what? You are so cool 
about my hunting and you know it's my passion and you let me chase it, why don't you go to your friends tonight and let me watch the kids? So now, not only are you doing the act, you're building that little bridge in her mind between the two things. And so um, it's it's a strategic uh, move on your part. Now, like I said, a lot of this stuff seems a little manipulative. So I would say you're not the goal of these things should not should not just be well. I'm gonna manipulate everything I can so that my wife lets me hunt and is cool about it as much as possible. Yes, you want to try to take certain steps to encourage your wife to be cool with with your waterfowl hunting, but at the same time, you do these things because you love your wife. You know, my wife puts up with a lot of crap with as far as waterfowl hunting. I talk about it all the time. I watch videos all about it all the time, all year round. I got the podcast. I got the YouTube channel, you know, and so I love her and I love that she is a part of my passion. She supports me in the passion. She doesn't go and do it. So when it comes to the off season, I want to encourage her to go out with friends and watch the kids because I love her. Um, and it also does benefit me in building up those brownie points, but, but your, your heart in all of these tips should be, I love her. I want to hunt and these things are going to help her be cool with it. But also I absolutely love my girlfriend, love my wife. And I want to show her the appreciation and show her, um, the affection in these things as well. Yeah. I'm glad you said it like that. That's definitely a a great point to make and well said, um, (laughs) Because, yeah, you don't want it to come across as you're only doing these things because you want to hunt. That's, that's the after That's the after part of it. You know, it's it's more of, like you said, out of love. Yeah. And I'll go biblical with it for a second. If you look at how the Bible tells a man to treat his wife, it is with such love and such honor and such respect that it's it's high standards how we're supposed to treat our wife. And so a lot of the, a lot of this stuff, knowing their love language, spending quality time with them, making sure that, you know, Hey, go out and I'll watch the kids. That's all part of, uh, uh, you know, how we are supposed to treat our wives, regardless of whether you hunt or not, you know? Well said. I think it's actually my turn for a tip, isn't it? <laughs> I think so. This one's way more superficial. <laughs> Let your <laughs> wife buy stuff. <laughs> way more superficial if you know we spend a lot of money on on waterfowl equipment we just do so um if you're gonna spend a bunch of stuff on waterfowl equipment and you're with her at target and not that you know and, and she's wants to buy something you're supportive in that you're supportive in her doing that i mean yeah you should have your budget and you should have everything but you know and and sometimes it's super superficial. Like, hey, I want to buy some decoys. Why don't you buy this and I'll buy my decoys? You know, I mean, sometimes it is a, just a, a, a negotiation right off the top. But is, is it your wife certainly a big helps. Spender? No, she's actually not, not okay. at all. Okay, yeah, my I would say my wife is literally the most frugal person that I know of. <laughs> yeah, oh. but my wife has done has done things sometimes where she's been in the middle of manipulative where. Um, she will catch me as I'm driving back from a long day of waterfowl hunting and she will talk to me about something she wants to buy. Like there's been a couple of times where she has, you know, she could do like, Hey wives, here's how to handle your husbands. It's like, if you really want to buy something and you know, it's a long day hunting, call them on the drive home, you know, yeah. or just, <laughs> and or just power to her, list. man. You have a list. She just has a list of things she wants to buy. 
And every time you call her and say, oh, it's going to be a late hunt. Okay. Um, but I just wanted to ask about um, yeah. <laughs> these these new shoes or whatever, whatever is uh, an equivalent to decoys. Yep. Yeah. Definitely, definitely agree on that one. I, I personally with my wife, it's, I'm always okay with her buying stuff because she literally won't buy it. Like she doesn't buy anything. So it's, she's super, super frugal. So pretty, pretty, uh, I think unique on that as well. All right. Next one I'm going to add is communication is key. So everything you're doing for the season, make sure you have a good plan. You know, you don't want to blindside them. Um, you know, you're just walking around arranging things for the hunt in the morning. She's like, what you doing? You know, uh, <laughs> you hopefully you're giving them more heads up than that. As far as, you know, communication, when you're going to hunt, uh, communication, when you're going to get back communication, um, for, you know, trips you got planned and communication when you're going to come back home. So I just say all around, make sure, uh, that you're communicating well, um, because just like anybody, they would rather be, um, would rather know what's going on than kind of finding out and <laughs> not being happy about it. Yeah. My, my wife's not that interested in seeing my hunt schedule. Cause I mean, when I put out my hunt schedule, it's like, it's detailed <laughs> and, and she's like, she, it's too, it's too far in the future for, her. I mean, she always knows I'm going out on the weekends and stuff, but uh, yeah. she's not as interested in seeing my, I was like, Hey, I got my hunt calendar for the whole year. You want to see it? Yeah. No, I don't. It's overwhelming. Yeah. Well, you gotta think All right. the normal guy, the normal guy probably doesn't go out every single weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and for me too, I have some weekdays that I throw in there and I always try to let her, let her know on that. Absolutely. And if you don't hunt every weekend, then it's not a good plan to spring it on a Friday night. I'm going out in the morning, <laughs> you know, give some up, you know, uh, some, some start a, a week in advance. I'm kind of thinking about going out this Saturday, put it out a little feeler, you know, you know and then a couple probably, more days. Yeah. Talk to Tim about it. And I think we are going to do that. Probably the best tip is, you know when you get a, a good picture from your scout, just send it to her. Be like, got to hit it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, probably not. All, All right. right. This one is for guys with girlfriends that are just started dating. And, and this one actually is might seem a little harsh, but I fully believe in this one. If you start dating a girl and right off the bat, she is complaining and putting pressure on you about your waterfowl hunting, get rid of that girl. I mean, dump her <laughs> immediately. Part of dating guys is trying to find a lifetime mate. And if you know right off the bat, if, because if a girl's going to complain about your hunting within the first few months, you wait five, 10 years. If you get married, she will, it'll be beyond, it'll be that times a hundred. And if, if you love waterfowl hunting as much as Jordan and I do, and you want it to be an active part of your life as you have grow up and, and have kids. And as you go into your thirties and forties and fifties, you need to look for a type of a girl that's going to be compatible for you. And if one is already putting pressure, pressure on you about your hunting, when she's in the infatuation stage with you, get rid of her for real, get rid of her. <laughs> Definitely agree with you on that. Well, I'm, I've, I've run out of tips, so we need to jump down to bonuses. And you got two bonuses, so I'll let you start with your first one. 
okay, I've got now these bonus ones. Jordan had a great idea. He's like, let's call our wives and ask them one thing a guy can do. And so that's what we did. We called our wives and I actually have one for my mom. I did a, a video on this topic like four years ago. I was still using a crusty old green screen and the audio is terrible, <laughs> but uh, it was in, it was like right at the beginning of FDH. I had my mom on and we talked about all these tips. So I know that she has a bonus tip that's that I added in here as well. But my wife said, be appreciative. Don't ever act like your wife owes you or that you're entitled to hunt. Um, you know, they, girl, women, if they're really cool about it, they do want to feel appreciated and they don't want you to feel like with my wife. I think with her, I've discovered she needs to feel like she has some say in it at some level. So there's been a hunt last year and a hunt the year before that where there was ice and she was like, listen, I really don't want you to go. Um, and I said, okay, I'm going to respect that. I'm not going to go. And just me, her knowing that she has some say in it at some level meant the world to her. So I, I think what she, at the heart of what she was saying is make your wife feel as though it's, you don't ever want to feel like, well, I'm going hunting and I don't care what you say. And because that's just what I do, you know, and, and they want to feel a lot more appreciated um, yeah. than, than that. On those on those hunts, did you cry like at night when you went to sleep? No, I knew that first of all, the one this past year, well, I was actually concerned about it. It was about an hour and 40 minute drive. And we had like sleeting ice, like rain into ice and accumulations on the roads. And I was worried about it myself. And so, and I was going by myself. And so I, I was fine with it. And I also knew that, Hey, you know, she never, well, she almost never, says, I do not want you to go. It's happened twice in the last two years, once each season. So at that point, I'm like, you know what? I knew that for the benefit of me, uh, the future of how she feels about it, it was just a price that needed to be paid. So what you're saying is you did cry? <laughs> I'll tell you, I was going to a hole that I've always wanted to hunt, that I've never hunted and the week before Aiden hunted it, because I told him about it, I was like, man, Aiden, I have always wanted to try this hole. Here it is on Google Earth. It's clear back in the woods. There's no ducks around. Go try it. And him and his dad shot like seven ducks in there. And <laughs> so I was raring to hit this hole. I mean, I wanted to hit this hole so bad. And so, it, it, you know, I, I cried a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but nobody's looking at night just on your pillow. <laughs> I'm still so excited about this hole. I will. I've known about this thing for 10 years. I've known about it. I've scouted it a couple of times. I've, I, but I've just never done it. I've never done it. And I told Aiden about it. He did it. And in a time where there was no ducks in the area, they shot seven ducks in there. So awesome. I'm super excited about this hole. All right. So my bonus tip from my wife is to not make extra work for when it comes to hunting, you know, um, make sure you're not dragging in a bunch of dirt with your waders and your gear when you come into the house. And if you do, make sure you clean it up. That way, when you go hunting and you come home, um, it doesn't require her to do extra work for you to hunt. So um, that was that was her big thing. I guess I guess I'm probably not doing a, a good job of it if that's her tip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or maybe you've only done it a couple times, and she knows, man, those two times pissed me off. No, I've done, I know I've done it. <laughs> Lots. <laughs> yeah. So I'll keep my eye out for that one this season. And another another one that go along with that, Jordan, is don't text your wife during a podcast and tell her to keep the kids quiet when she's putting them to bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which has happened. 
Yep. <laughs> All right. Let's hear the La- the pot pie right. tip. Last one from my mama pot pie. She what pisses her off about my dad's is many times we're hunting and he wants a sporting event recorded. And so he will call her mid hunt and like, give her like a chore, like, Hey, you need to get onto this channel and record that for me. And so do not on a long hunt day, call your wife and give her chores or cause she knows, okay, well, when he gets home, I guess he's going to watch that three hour football game. I'll, I guess I'll see you tomorrow, honey. You know, <laughs> so don't call your wife and give her tasks that involve sports during a hunt. Oh yeah. All right. Well, I guess that wraps up all the tips. If you do all that, you'll be hunting every weekend in no time. <laughs> Problem not not necessarily. That's just a joke. So, like you said, every relationship has its set rules and um, for everybody else. So, you know, just do what you can with what what you got going on. I guess. Any final words, Elliot? Nope. You know, like, like I said at the beginning, well, I guess, yes, not no. Yes, I do. Um, like what I said at the beginning of this, you know, it's fun to joke about it and, but relationships are serious and having a wife and making sure that your relationship comes before your extracurricular activities is extremely important. So, you know, you need to work on your relationship from multi levels and make sure that, that you are showing your wife, how much you love her and care about her. Heck yeah. Very well said. Your, uh, your years of wisdom are, uh, <laughs> coming through. So, alrighty folks, that's all we got for tonight. I'm sure we missed some feel free to, you know, learn us up on them, send us messages on what we forgot or what, what your favorite tips are. We'd be glad to hear them. But, um, I think that's all we got for tonight. I'm Jordan from duck gun chronicles. Elliot from Freelance Suck Hunting, and we'll see you guys on the next one.